A quick message before you listen to this podcast. It was recorded before the current COVID-19 crisis. Hello, I'm Don Whitlock and welcome to the GDI podcast, the online dating show presented by the industry's leading trade publication, Global Dating Insights. In this podcast, we speak to fantastic guests at the Global Dating Insights London office about the current state of the industry and how their products are changing the lives of single people all around the world. Today, I am joined by Madeline mason Rowntree, a psychologist who specializes in the field of dating and relationships. She currently works as the Director of Psychology Services at the international award-winning matchmaking service, uh, Vida Consultancy, and is also the founder of the UK Dating Fair, an exhibition event for startup dating apps to present their products to British singles. Madeline, thank you for joining me today. Thank you. Could you give us a quick overview of the kinds of areas that you touch on in relationship psychology? So the areas that I talk about with my clients is anything related to the dating journey, including getting into a relationship and maintaining it. So issues around how to meet someone, get a first date, red flags, what to look out for, just getting to second dates, third dates, whether something is serious or not, those sorts of things. So I suppose any relationship, let's call it a hurdle or milestone, um, there's often uh, difficulties around that and I help people through those. And what was it about the area that first really interested you? That's a good question. Uh, It was sort of a mix of things, really. I got divorced in 2011, uh, so partly me being introspective of, ooh, what went wrong here? Uh, What is it about relationships and dynamics? And also me graduating from occupational psychology master's and finding myself networking with a lot of people, trying to get my foot in the door to get a job. Uh, at these events, a lot of people seem to be single and they seem to be complaining about the same sort of thing. So between this introspection of, of understanding dynamics in relationships and also meeting lots of single people complaining about the same thing, this is men and women, and me ending up coaching them essentially <laughs> over a glass of wine or something, I was thinking, hang on a second, maybe there's a, there's a need for this. Uh, and so I eventually set up a company uh, delivering services around dating, coaching and relationship counselling. And what are some of your uh, recently published work uh, looked at? So the published work that I've uh, had is is through UCL, uh, my dissertation there, looking at social intelligence and how people who have got social intelligence, how they manage, I guess, their social life better than people who don't. And um, attachment theory um, mm-hmm. is an area that, that you've looked at, and you've previously told GDI that it's a, a useful concept for understanding uh, the dating behaviour of singles. Could you give us more of an outline on that? Yes, absolutely. So this is an idea, or, well, I suppose it's, it's an, an explanation to why people behave the way that they do. Uh, I suppose the best example is you might have a friend who otherwise seems quite, uh, you know, competent in their daily life they go on a date meet somebody and all of a sudden their behavior changes you know rapidly uh, to highly anxious uh, preoccupied uh, checking their phone the whole time and you're thinking what what happened there Um, and it's the attachment system that's activated so we become more nervous for example we worry about our let's call it a significant other so somebody that seems really important to us in our life if they seem to if there's a danger around them leaving us for example then our attachment system activates what that means is that we attach ourselves or we relate to people in a in a specific way and it 
usually we put it in three different categories, sometimes four, but the three categories are mainly a secure attachment system, an uh, an insecure attachment system, which is made up of an avoidant or an anxious attachment style. Um, Single people have usually, they say that the large, how should should I put it, the the biggest pool of of, um, attachment styles in the single populations are ones that have got an avoidant attachment style. So that means is, we, we've got anybody who has an avoidant attachment style or a system struggles with intimacy and uh, start forming relationships and, and keeping relationships. So any client that I see that might have a complaint around I can never meet anyone or that there's nobody out there that's good enough for me. I always find faults around somebody or the moment somebody steps forward in an intimate way and wants maybe more out of the relationship, then I back off. I start ghosting. I make excuses to move away from this relationship. Uh, so then you'd have an avoidant attachment style. The anxious attachment is is sort of the opposite, as almost the name implies, is there's a lot of anxiety around the potential rejection or potential perceived rejection. And there's almost an over worry, if you will, about whether this relationship is going to manifest. Um, And it's typically in the beginning early days of dating so you know is this person going to call me back or they haven't they haven't replied to my text and then I start getting all anxious about it if you have a secure attachment system then you're less likely to be worried too much about whether somebody's going to text you back or not you'll you'll have a a tendency to believe that this relationship is going to go somewhere Um, and you'll also not be worried about the intimacy aspect of it if that makes sense. So it's a, if, if you were to draw it on a, on a board, it's like a two by two matrix. Um, and then the fourth category that I mentioned is made up of somebody who has a mix of avoidant and anxious attachment style. And that's the, it's a very small percentage of the population. Um, and in psychology, we sort of speculate that maybe people with a, with a personality disorder, they will have, they will display those two parts of the insecure attachment system. You- briefly mentioned uh, ghosting there which is something mm-hmm. that has become quite a big uh, issue especially with dating apps uh, and stuff would you would you have any specific advice uh, for people who have either been ghosted or mm-hmm. are maybe thinking about ghosting someone so ghosting is an interesting thing i suppose i mean it's not not new as such it's just more prevalent because it's we dating has become a bigger focus i think um Ghosting happens mainly in two ways, I think. It's mainly people who don't want to see somebody again but fear the um, the confrontation around it. And so it's just easier to forget about it and just to walk away and pretend nothing's happened. Um, and the other kind of ghosting is um, sort of based around sort of repulsion I suppose right somebody who's, who's bad be- behaved badly and uh, you don't like them anymore and you there may be a bit of aggression and anger there and I suppose actually thinking about it a third way could be if you're an avoidant uh, attachment person uh, again the confrontation is a bit too too difficult so therefore I'm just gonna I'm just going to pretend that it didn't happen. So anybody who's on the receiving end of ghosting, sort of depending on where where you are on the dating continuum, if, for example, you've just been on a couple of dates and somebody ghosts you, your best bet is not to take it personally. We don't know what's going on in somebody else's life, especially if you've just met them, and especially if you've met them through online dating apps. We really cannot take that upon ourselves. Um, obviously, easier said than done, and I'd coach people through that. If, for example, you've been married for 30 years, I've had a client who's had this, 
husband texts and says, you know, um, sorry, we're not, we're not going to be together again. It's not a pure ghosting as such because they did meet eventually and talk about things. Um, that is a bit more of a, a traumatic, I would say, event. And um, how you deal with that, you'd probably need a lot of support from families and friends. And if you feel that that's too embarrassing or shameful, then coaching, I think, is probably a good, good place to vent and, and, and process what's happened. So how do you think the psychology of relationships has changed in the past few years? Has online dating had a had a negative or a positive impact on that? The change, I think, has come with uh, the volume, I suppose. To a certain extent, it's still there's still a bit of taboo around it. We see clients at Vida that don't want to go on online dating and feel a bit it's a bit embarrassing, especially, I suppose more older um, sort of 35 40 plus I think they might still be a bit no I'm not happy to do that there are some there's a there are some younger uh, people who are not happy to to go online Um, but the stigma is is definitely on the decline and that has then made it easier I think to meet people so in, in a sense it's it's helped dating I think more needs to be done in this area but there is something to suggest that relationships formed online and through matchmaking which is sort of like an offline version of online dating in the sense that two people are meeting that are strangers um, that that those relationships are stronger or more satisfactory still relatively new right so online dating is you know we need to we need to have something a little bit more long-term for for those results to be more more solid but it's an interesting finding Um, I guess the major shift is really that before the popularity of online dating you we would meet through our network and that is definitely on the decline so that's had that's a huge impact right so you could say that the positives could be that potentially we get better relationships from online dating and matchmaking simply because we potentially get better compatible matches um the downside i suppose is there is a lot of frustration around you know, especially like things like ghosting, right? We don't know the intentions, and 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 actually, Vida, we've sort of almost a, a um, we've created a service called the Your Dating Blueprint because we find that more people are being quite frustrated with the dating in general. Where do I start? What am I looking for? I'm I'm, I'm struggling with because there's two factors, right? There's external factors and internal factors, as we call them. The external factors is well, I've got an online profile, but it might be rubbish right I've got the wrong photos on there I don't have a bio I don't know what to write in my bio and therefore I'm not getting any good results so an external factor is well if you just do these three changes which are pretty simple then you're going to get a better outcome on your online dating experience the internal factors on the other hand are more about what mindset that we have or internal blocks or like behavioral patterns that we keep tripping ourselves up which is more coachy in nature maybe I've got lack of confidence how do I reach out to someone and especially post me too there's a lot of uh, a lot of men I find are worried about well am I being too forward am I coming across too sleazy how do I approach someone can I approach someone what do I say what do I say so that I'm not you know being offensive and so there's a lot of negotiation renegotiation that's going on and I suppose that can confuse things and that might be I don't know if you would call it a bad thing, but it certainly is something that's, that can be troublesome for a lot of people. So um, online dating and the matchmaking industry are two sort of very similar areas, but they don't really tend to mix uh, very often. Do you think the two industries could be doing more to work together and, and creating better uh, products for their clients? 
They already are. Uh, so we, we're working with elite singles. Uh, we do events with them. Uh, and, for example, the Your Dating Blueprint is another service that gets offered. I know that Match has brought on uh, Hayley Quinn, for example, who does workshops. And I think going forward, there's, you'll find more hybrid models, right? You'll have some of the offline companies and the online companies working more together, uh, offering services that are p- potentially more bespoke for people. Uh, so certainly dating coaching as well we have workshops i've run online dating workshops and that's all about how to maximize and optimize your dating journey um so we're definitely moving together there's definitely an overlap and supporting one another Um, and like i said uh, at the top you're also the uh, organizer of the uk dating fair um, an event which has acted as a, as a middle ground for the whole of the dating world, bringing together online and offline companies, uh, as well as singles who are, who are looking for, for love themselves. Right. Uh, what were some of the main takeaways um, you've had while doing this? People are really serious about finding relationships. They're also extremely confused and frustrated. So I think there's a, a proportion of people that are wanting to find out the best way for them to get that relationship that they're looking for it's a bit like a marketplace i suppose like who are we as a dating industry and how can we work with each other and who who's best suited to who right so i for example will see some some clients but maybe there's some other clients that wouldn't be suited to me but might work better with someone else and so i'd rather be able to recommend that person a better service even as if it is with a competitor for example and i think that there's there's enough space for that there's we, there are enough of us and there's the, the the pool of single people is big enough for everyone to be to be there because we'll have niche um sort of angles that that will cater for different for different things and and i think i think there's quite a lot of collaboration um going on which is great i like that and just finally uh what do you think the online dating industry will look like in the next three years uh, that's an interesting question i think Ooh, it's either going to come sort of full circle with let's go back offline. So already now we're seeing some of the dating apps are trying to push for people to meet in person. And so the online dating becomes not so much meeting on the app platform, but finding places to go and meet someone. Um, That's the one aspect. I'm wondering whether VR, that's probably not going to happen anytime soon, but there are small seeds that are being sown around virtual reality dating. Um, It's been spoken about in the last couple of years. Video dating is another thing that seems to be coming up, but I'm not sure how much that will take off. It's been around for some time in different forms. Um, I don't know whether anyone's cracked that one yet. Um, so, but it, it's def- online dating is definitely here to stay. That's for sure. And I think it's a really useful way of meeting someone. Um, it's just about giving people the right tools to do it in the right way. Fantastic. So, Madeline, thank you very much for joining me today. Uh, where can people go if they want to find out more about your work? You can find me at thevidaconsultancy.com. Madeline, thank you very much. Thank you. That's all from us today. Thank you so much for listening. Please don't forget to subscribe and share with colleagues and other friends in the industry. I'll be back soon with another leading professional. In the meantime, make sure you keep up to date with all the latest online dating news by following us on Twitter at global underscore dating or by visiting globaldatinginsights.com.